I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. What's up, Travis? Hi, Vince. How are you today? I'm well, my man. How you doing? I mean, I'm I'm pretty good. It's good to be back uh, talking to you about some undesigned stuff. I think it's probably the new year when this comes out, right? It is the new year, yes. So, so how's 2020 treating you? Fantastic. Couldn't be better. Great. I'm just going to assume that everything is going peachy keen. Everything's great in the future, yeah. That's right. That's right. Obviously, we're not recording this in 2020. We're giving away the secrets, Trav. That's right. I mean, this is the behind-the-scenes episode. Not really. I think they know. But that's okay. Yeah. So, so as usual, we uh, rolled up a topic thing, and I roll, I rolled an eight this time, and that that means what, Vince? What what is the eight? Eight is great. What is it? Well, eight is great. I think we can all agree with that. But specifically, this topic was priority based character creation, like the old FASA system. Mm. Okay, uh, like the FASA system. So that's yeah. like Shadowrun. Shadowrun, MechWarrior. I think MechWarrior was actually the first time I encountered this because I believe I played MechWarrior before I played Shadowrun. That well, sounds- I definitely played Shadowrun before I played MechWarrior, so so I'll have a very different view of this topic, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's completely different. <laughs> so So let's lay this down. What do I mean by this? Well, for those in our audience who might say only be familiar with something like Dungeons & Dragons, right? That's where we can start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dungeons and Dragons character creation system obviously is more of this flowchart type of thing, right? Yeah. Where you define your stats. So that could be through, and this is pretty true throughout the entire history of the game. It's one of the features that really hasn't changed a great deal over the course of its history. It's kind of the, it's in the DNA of the game, right? You define your stats either through rolling or, you know, if you're, uh, a wussy, uh, a a uh, a priority system where you're like saying you have a 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10 or something to assign through assign scores. Then you pick a race. Then you pick a class. Look, I don't like your tone about that uh, 15, 14, the, the, the elite array, okay? I don't like your tone. I, Do it again. I, I'll stab you in the face of the Saturn iron. <laughs> I look down upon it. Okay. We roll around these parts. Go but on. Anyway, I recommend you generate some ability scores, maybe you pick a background and so on and so forth. And then you're off to the races, right? Yeah. And kind of everybody's on very equal footing on all of those things. Everybody can choose from the same, you know, you get the stats you get. Everybody can choose from the same races. Everybody can choose from the same classes and, and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So fair, fair. A priority-based system like what FASA used back then, and they're still there, by the way, we're, we're using that as the emblematic example because I think it was one of the, you know, more well, successful other, ones in the, the early other, 90s. The other popular type, right? Well, the other, the other popular um, uh, character creation system would be a point-by system, right? Sure, absolutely, yes. Like the other, the other one's a point-by system. Okay, I just wanted to bring that up. Nope, absolutely fair. And there were other people who used priority systems as well, other games. This certainly mm-hmm. wasn't emblematic of just those two games. But it was where it's what I associate it with because it's the first two games I ran into that had it. Anyways, in those systems, you have like, let's call it priority A, B, C, D, E. So you got five priorities, right? Mm-hmm. And usually, and you can assign those priorities to one of five things, but they're mutually exclusive, right? Once you use it, you lose it. It's done. You cannot yeah. assign. So you have your A, and once you decide what your A is, that's your only A. 
and once you decide your B and so on. And the, the, the five sort of things you could assign these to were like ability scores, skills, uh, you know, uh, money or income or wealth or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Resources. Okay. Uh, in Mech Warrior, you could assign it to uh, the mech that you started with, right? Mm. Uh, and it, I think Shadow One was magic, right? Magic was the one of the other. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. You had to assign like your A or B priority, at least in third edition Shadow Run, to be magical or something like that. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but it was something to that. Effect. And race was another one in that one as well. Right. Yeah. If you wanted to be like a troll, that was troll your or not. Right. Yeah. Yep. So the the basic premise here is pretty straightforward. If right. you Either like priorities, the, the the better the better whatever you put it into that into that box is right right the more you got to spend on that thing so let's yeah. make this real for our audience let's talk in terms that are pretty universal to games ability scores right if you assigned your A to ability scores you got thirty points to spend mm-hmm. on your ability scores if you assigned a B like you 24. got twenty seven if you assign or something like that right was it didn't it go 30, 27, 24, I don't twenty one eighteen good enough. Something like that. Let's say that's what it did. Mm-hmm. That sounds right for my memory from something I haven't played in a long, long time. Um, and the, you know, so there was this natural balance. If you were like smoking awesome in your ability scores and you were pretty decent with your skills, you know, and, and like then you had no mech, you were dispossessed and you didn't start mm-hmm. the game with a mech, right? Um, and so on and so forth, right? It's fairly similar in Shadowrun. If you had, you know, high, high attributes and skills, you did not have a lot of resources to buy cyberware and guns. Right, exactly. Yep. So you were always on this, like, very careful balancing act. Mm-hmm. I was always... Fa- so, so so let me say it this way. I was always fascinated by these systems and thought they were really interesting. But but before I get into it, what did you... Like, what was your take on on kind of this sort of a, a character generation system. You well, I certainly, like I certainly I certainly loved them. Okay, I, I loved these systems back in the day because they were fresh and different from just roll your ability scores and then pick everything, right? It was it was not that simple. It was more more along the lines of you really need to, you know, weigh all of your decisions much more carefully. Um just be, especially because there weren't a lot of priorities involved here. There was only like four or five depending on the system you're playing. And the steps were so big that it, it really, really defined your character as you were making it, um, mm-hmm. which is also why I nowadays I'm not a huge fan of them anymore. I, I think they can be a big problem. There, it's a big limiter when you're the type of person who likes to to give freedom and creativity, right? Um, because like you you can't you, you can't fine tune you can't hone those that that curve okay because it's not really a curve it's just a straight line top yep. to bottom you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I i have a lot of mixed feelings about them i would still absolutely play games with with priority selection um i still think they are fun but i think they are very um i i feel boxed in when i'm given when i'm faced with a priority selection like there there are very specific things that you you have to do to navigate that system. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Like they're more on. I think I think you're right in a lot of regards there. Like on one hand, they are very boxed in naturally, right? You're you're on rails because the the kind of thing you're talking about is like is something like this. If we were playing D and D, if you wanted to just give everybody some advanced scores, some advanced ability scores, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you can do that very easily, and nothing really falls off kilter, right? The characters are yeah. Are, you make your elite are, array a seventeen and down is you. You can do that, right? 
nothing else in character creation gets touched by that. Mm. Right. But these priority systems, they're they're really really based on a on a mechanical like limitation there, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're gonna you you start pulling at threads. If you just pull one thing out, like if you say, well, we're not gonna do ability scores. I'll just give them to you. Well, then suddenly there's nobody assigns an E, and everybody has everything else moves up a peg, mm-hmm. right? Just automatically. It's not it's not an easy system to to just go in and tinker with. Uh, in a, I think in addition to that, right? One of the the challenges of these systems is that they're often quote unquote solvable. Okay. Yeah, you can you can get to the best best possible outcome. Right. Like I think back to MechWarrior slash BattleTech when we were playing a lot of uh you know a lot of that and doing like a lot of arena stuff and there was just there became a build that was yep. like the way to build. Right, because there just was a mathematically superior answer. Now, there just isn't right. necessarily. You need a certain case. pilot skill. You need a certain mech, and go go get it. Right, and that's just not really the case in say um, a D and D game with a bunch of different balance priorities in the party and a lot of different moving levers and like. And if you're rolling for stats, it's not something you really have under your control, anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't just go in there and say, well, this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to set my scores to be the best possible thing. It just doesn't work like that. So, now, to be fair, there are a lot of games that have that problem outside of just being a priority issue. Of course. Absolutely. No, you're, you're 100% right. It's not – what I'm talking about is not unique, although I would argue emblematic. It certainly – yes. Yes, it, cer- it certainly does rear its ugly head more often in a system like this. Yeah. Now, you know, that being said, I agree with you. I do. I would play this in a, in a heartbeat. We did a, a Mech Warrior marathon some years back, and I had to make everybody's characters for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went through and used the priority system to make everybody's characters. That's why it's sad I don't remember them all because it's only been like three years, maybe four years since we did that. But you know how it is. You get old. Uh, yeah. And I, I will say I found it interesting to balance out some of the things in that way but you know what i ended up doing behind the scenes tinkering with stuff yeah right since i was the gm making everybody's characters i just fought my way through it and was like no actually i want to give this person this extra thing right right because that's like what their character would be like and what i want them to be in this marathon so they're just going to get this extra bonus right and i and Mm -hmm. priority system chuck it out the window as far as you know playing it hard and fast goes and you know i support that that's a great that's the right decision yeah, because it made for a more interesting narrative, characters that were more differentiated, mm-hmm. right? I I think I think the real key here when you're talking about priority selection, when you're when you're when you're designing it into a game, you just have to make sure that there's enough leeway in the character creation system that it's not just you know these mechanics and these priorities are everything that your character is. You have to have some kind of room for for narrative control. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and so so here's one of the ultimate, I'd, I'd call it like perhaps deep flaws with this type of a system, okay? If you're going to tell me that I have this priority thing to assign and I have choices, you know, A through E, right? It's assuming that A through E, the potential columns I could put this in, are all equally compelling, mm-hmm. Yeah. right? That I am as likely to be excited to spend uh, my A in column one 
as I am in column five. And I just like, there's no way that was the case. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're just, they weren't all created equal. Some of these things are simply more valuable than others. Yeah. Period. Right. And so what that meant is that like only unless you were after very specific things, would you end up spending your A in a weird, uh, you know, in a weird column, right? Like just most of the time it was the right answer to go, nah, I'll go ahead and spend my A over here. It's it's better. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And that's where and that led to this sort of like cookie cut cookie cutter character syndrome, yeah. right? Where, oh, everybody feels kind of similar-ish. It's also strange work. because um some of some of these the resources available in within within like your A, B, C, D, E, one, two, three, four, five also are available in different amounts and and it, it, it like after you start the game, right? Right. Absolutely. And so and so you have to weigh where you're gonna like if if you're if you're mechanically minded, you're weighing whether or not you can just get this stuff later, right? And it's 100%. like, oh well, it may fit the character to be to be a millionaire, but man, I can just make money in game, and I know this GM, and we're gonna make money in this game, right? Right. So why spend it on resources when I can just get that stuff when and I can just pump all my stats, right? Because right. I'm 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 just talking from a mechanically minded player mindset, right? Which I don't I, you know, that's not me, but I understand it. Well, it's an incentive structure. We can't fault people for following incentives, right? Right. If you set up an incentive structure that says, look, here's ability scores and you're going to get there's one time in the entirety of the game where you can affect your ability scores. And it's literally this moment of character creation. Mm -hmm. Right. And the, but yet and this one is like your mech. And well, you know, you're going to like get a chance theoretically to get other mechs in the game. Right. That's going to be a thing yep. that comes your way. Right. So immediately what that says is that the mech is of lower priority, period, like right away. Right. I, I mean, I think so. Um, like, I don't I don't feel like it, even if you like even if you pick like low amount, low mech or whatever, I, I don't I don't remember the system very well. Um, but if you pick low mech, your, your GM is probably not just going to punish you to into the ground because of that choice. Right. Right. One would hope. Yes. <laughs> One would hope well, they just don't literally like would though, I guess some GMs would. Well, one would hope if you if you end up dispossessed, which is you know you don't have a mech. That was if yeah. you put E in it. That uh, yeah, that you don't literally you show up into a fight where on foot you have to fight a mech game one and you get so <laughs> squished. That's probably not going to be a rewarding time for you, right? Um, so yes, like there's going to be opportunities, right? Clearly. So I think that the like the core concept here, when you look at this and really get into the sort of nuts and bolts of it it has this really attractive element right mm -hmm. of like oh it's so simple because it just allows every character without resulting to or every player i should say without resulting to dice or whim or chance right it allows them to stand up and state something authoritatively right about the nature of who they are as a as a player, my character is like this. This is the thing that I'm into, that I'm about, right? It lets mm -hmm. you be very, very forthright in that way uh, that you might not be able to in other in other systems, right? And that has this like really enticing appeal to it. I have to admit, 
the challenge is that's not often how it works out because, you know, as these things can sometimes get implemented, all five choices aren't as compelling. They're simply a mathematically best way. The game tends to favor a certain thing, right? If the game is all about X, well then, you know, being really good at X is generally going to be better for you than being good at the other five things you could potentially be good at, right? I would I would say that it's it's certainly I I think the the priority system works very well with with moderate like well-rounded um gamers. Um you know, so, some pe- people who are somewhere in the middle were like, yeah, I like to win fights, but I also really want to make the character the way that I want to make my character. Right. You know? So so if you get somewhere in, in between there, it can feel really good when when you have that that group of players that are like that. Um, but the problem is it doesn't doesn't really account for the 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 top 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 of the curve mechanical guy and the bottom of the curve role player guy, right? Yeah, yeah, they can end up together. Because role player guy can completely wreck his character. Yes, yeah, that's another really important point. Is that this system basically says, hey, if you want to make a bad character, you go ahead. Yeah, right. You can do it's, it. It's not going to stop you. We've got that B roll. So. We've got we've got that B roll. Yes, indeed. And, you know, I can think of times where that happened in games where that we played, right, where somebody just made some bad choices and because they didn't understand the implication or what we were on about here, Mm -hmm. uh, boy, did they come to regret it and not have a good time in the game. And that's just that's unfortunate, right? That's not what you want to see happen. It takes some some knowledge of what of what this what the structure of the system means in game, some real, you know, knowledge. So, right. I don't know. You're, you're making really important decisions at that. Like one of the one of the interesting elements about it is it's front weights so much of what yeah. your character is about, right? Into like choice points that you can't necessarily make for sure, mm-hmm. especially as a newer player who doesn't have that level of knowledge, right? Whereas if you think about let's let's compare this to something like say D and D. Okay, which we can all talk about whether or not that character creation system is good or bad. I think it's pretty decent, but whatever. Your opinion may vary. One thing it does do quite well. Sure. One thing it does do quite well is say like, well, I wanted to be a a tough fighter. And like when you look through their book, it's literally like, oh, fighter. Fighter's priority stats are strength and constitution. Yeah. Right. A dwarf is is good at strength and constitution and, you know, like, oh, OK, I see. So I should put my stats in these things like it's very it's readily explanatory in that yeah. way. Yeah. But I mean, I, it can be mitigated. Uh, Shadowrun mitigated that by by having archetype characters available. Sure. Um, which were just basically pre-made characters that showed you what you could do. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's next to the point. I think those kind of game aids become real important. Yeah. In this situation. More right? important. In a priority in a priority selection system, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because otherwise people will go off the rails. But you're right; they did have all those archetypes, and those were, you know, admittedly very helpful to folks if they didn't know what it, you know where exactly this certainly this useful for first time crazy players. system was all about. Yeah, yeah. Because because they're they're, they're like here this here, here's this this complex priority system, and you've never played the game, so you don't know what any of these priorities actually mean. So go for it, <laughs> you know. Right, right. But, but thankfully, there were archetypes there. Yes. Uh, I will say this did lead to some funny stories. I am reminded of the fact that, like, so I know for a while when we were playing Shadowrun, right? Like, yeah. the way we would play is we tended to fall into the cookie-cutter build syndrome, I remember. Sure. Well, everyone was new to the game, so. 
sure, everybody was new to the game, and we were all just like, well, this is what the incentives are telling me. I must, I should be doing this thing, right? So we all kind of followed down this road. And then I, and I, and, and the one we always tended to go pretty low on was resources, right? Because yes, again, resources. It's, it's exactly what you're talking about. Well, we're going to play a game, and part of the game, we're going to be shadow running. So, like, yep. The whole point of shadow running is to make money. So cool. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. overinvest in that. I'll just make money in the game. Absolutely true. Almost nobody went that route. So almost nobody, except for we had one friend, right? Yeah, who, yeah. The, the money guy. Yeah. The money guy who like invented a whole new quote unquote yeah. archetype. Like that didn't exist before. He the, there was no the archetype like what he did. What it book. ended up in third third edition, what it ended up being called. What was that? I think it was. I think it ended up being an archetype later, actually. But like oh, act, sure. in, in the actual game, they were like, "Oh, this is the thing." Right, right, right. Yes, I, I think you're right. Eventually, it did actually, uh, actually become a thing. Well, what did he do? He put all his points into money. Like his, he put his highest priority into money, and then he just converted that to like weapons and weapons guns. And, yeah. And and influence. Yeah, he just like bought because you could actually like buy influence in the game, right? And he just bought that to high hell and back. Yep. And what it meant was that, like, he could just solve any problem because it was like, oh, well, you know. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. Or like, oh, somebody wants to attack us? Yeah, I got these 10 goons I keep yeah. on retainer who all have, like, really good guns. Up. We're good to go. Yeah, he brought a posse with him everywhere because he oh could afford God, no, to pay him. Oh my God, no, a bell now. Yeah, and he had he had like rooms full of guns, like all Just, around yes. all around the city. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> because he was like, were... guys, we all of our guns. We're out of all. We're out of ammo. We're out of we're out of options. What can we do? He's like, I got a safe house, like right down the road, dude. Yeah, it's full of guns, the best guns. <laughs> it's like the scene from The Matrix in his house. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it was just such a fascinating inversion. So I will say that, like, it does allow for really interesting, unique things like that to happen as well. Like, there's no world in D&D, as it stands right now in current edition, where you can just, like, choose to be a, <laughs> you know, an ultra-rich noble. You right. can have a noble background. Mm-hmm. And it gives you, you know, a little. Look, I think even even in like second edition when they had like kits for being a noble or whatever, it was just really weak. It was like, yeah, you got five hundred gold, right? You know what I mean? And that's just such. It's so little. It's so. It's very little in in that economy, right? Um, and it just it's yeah, it's not a thing. Like, without excessive DM involvement, right? Like the DM has to specifically sit down and be like, okay, well, this is what we're gonna do, right? Specifically for this character in this one special campaign. Yeah, you're very wealthy. Yeah, right? and but, and but yet, what, what, what we're talking about, like in Shadowrun, it was like a it, well, wealthy is kind of a, a nebulous thing. He's super rich. He can do these things, right? Like right. Um, as opposed to in D and D, it has to have some kind of num- numerical value assigned to it. Sure. Well, even if it was a numerical value. It wouldn't you know, be available character. One of, exactly. The character, the, the amount of money you got in something like a Shadowrun was so much higher, right? right? Because you were spending amounts of money that were in like the millions of credits. Right. Whereas uh, in, in D&D, you don't start with millions of gold where you could just afford to buy your right. own personal retinue. You, I've got a castle. It's over there. It's full of my guards armed <laughs> with weapons that I bought them. Oh, there's uh, there's some goblins attacking. Soldiers. Come here, everybody. Yep. Hey, yep. let's get them, guys. Let me mount up my hundred knights. You know, like that's that's just not a choice. 
load up the galleon. We're going overseas. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I find that I find the fact that it actually opens those kinds of doors interesting. I'll tell you, it does make me curious, Trav, if there's a way to reinvent this system, yeah. this kind of property thing, in a way that is full of like equally compelling choices. Mm. And I wonder has if, it been done? I don't know. You know, I don't know either. And I can think of a couple different ways. Let me just spitball with you here for a okay. second, okay? One way it could happen is you could do it with completely non-mechanical elements. All right. So so it's conceptual. Conceptual sort of prioritying, right? Mm-hmm. How with different like background elements slash current resources slash, you know, like these nebulous mm-hmm. non-mechanical things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would work great. Or, 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 or you could literally just have it as, you know, as we were talking about a few episodes ago, we talked about like bolt-on systems. Yep. Um, you could bolt on those things to something that's already like D&D, you know, something yes. that's like roll your stats or whatever. Mm-hmm. But here are also these other nebulous ideas that you can set priorities to. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, to me, okay. Maybe it, maybe it even fits better as a bolt-on system, bolted on to other, other more grounded systems right where the character creation itself that's still happening normally mm-hmm. right nothing nothing there has changed what's changed is that uh influence power connections exactly you know, yep. um access to 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 you know whatever weapon x in your world is magic or psionics or stuff you know yep yep exactly uh access to the people you know connections to various groups being a member or a high ranking member mm-hmm. of a group currently right like being, you are a high ranking well known member of or the being Centaurus. completely unknown you know being yeah. able to blend in things like that yep yeah yeah those kind of things that don't really get expressed in numbers mm-hmm. but can have like some really awesome role playing uh sort of impacts right yeah that could actually be a cool way to structure more of the priority system now so. Certainly, certainly an interesting possible application of it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. These are things that certainly things to think about when designing a system that's, that, that has some kind of priority selection in it. Yeah. As I would say, don't just limit it to the hard mechanical things. But I think that making characters make interesting decisions does have value, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's real value there in having players make balanced decisions about their characters where they're sort of forced to choose one thing against the other if it's overused it can be problematic but i but i think there is some value there in what you can get out of it yeah that's my thought on it anything else I, you think I, on this I, I think you're right um and uh i think that maybe maybe it maybe that's undesigned is that undesigned are we done i think that's undesigned that? my friend yeah, that's uh there you go so that is uh priority systems undesigned uh all right folks well thank you very much for listening do hope you enjoyed this one. Hey, if you liked it, why not go to iTunes and give it a like? That probably is important for some reasons. Uh, so do that. We really appreciate it. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, if you want to check out more of my stuff, you can look under on YouTube under Vincent Venturella. Uh, I talk about a lot of Wargaming and Warhammer and stuff like that there. But do as it. always, we appreciate you very much listening to this one. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.